Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I've got a story for you. Story time. It is story time. Yay. So a couple of episodes ago when, when Tom was away, uh, Uncle Zane, producer, and I uh, read out somebody's story. I was, I was on, in, on my deathbed with, yes. a, with a mild flu. It yes. was very mild. I was yeah, so I was lucky. Like, Two your days girlfriend maybe. was on her deathbed. Yeah, she, you were like, what's this annoying yeah, scratch at the no, back of my throat? It's a hoax. I knew it. Don't you dare. No, Don't even put it no, out there because that's no, where that's the no. people soundbite your stuff yes. and then they send it out going, Tom said it. Nope. Yes, yes. In COVID all is of my, real. In all Get my all your vaccinations. Don't, yes, I saw it firsthand. It is very real. Um, so uh, we kind of came up with a new category of story, which is when people write in stories that are longer than our quickie episodes, mm. but um, – they don't particularly, they either can't put their voice to it because they live a very long way away and the time zone is a bit screwy, or they don't want to put their voice to it, in which case I sure. will do my best dramatic reading. A lot of people uh, hate hearing their, their voice recorded. Yeah, uh, I used to be one of them. I like it now. I'm a bit egotistical uh, yeah, about I just it. Yeah, I just got used to used to it. Um, and yes, sometimes people can't make it into the studio or Zooming yeah. in, so they write in a, a, a story and um, we commend and thank them for doing so. We do. So this was written into our uh, ghosts of boyfriends past at gmail.com email address. I had to go searching for it because it did end up in our junk and that's why I was like, oh, that person said they were going to write in on socials and now they haven't. Yes, yeah, so if uh, if you have written into that email address and are, are waiting for us to re- re- reply, check your, s- check your junk mail. Check your junk or hit us up on socials to be like, hey. Yeah. Bitch, why haven't you replied to my email yet? Please don't call Elizabeth a bitch. Please do. I own it. That's yeah. my branding. Hey, okay, fair okay, fair enough. I, ret- but I like, retract. Only if it's friendly. Like, hey, bitch. Not like, hey, you fucking bitch. Yeah, like, right. that's very different. You right. See? Yes, okay. okay. So this email comes to us from Eric, who is a fan of my other podcast, Castology. It's not mine anymore. I've, I've resigned. I've quit. <laughs> I flipped a table and I left. Um, but Eric was a long, long time listener of Castology and uh, we thank him for that. Um, and he has written in uh, to ghosts and it starts with to whom it may concern, which uh, is very formal and I yes. like it. I grew up Mormon, which has two major benchmarks all male members are expected to observe. The first is serving a two-year church service and preaching a mission in a foreign country. And the second is being married in a temple. So two years of ser- church service. Mm-hmm. You got to get a. You got to get abroad and spread the good. The, spread well, the word of Lord. Uh, yes, and number two, get married. Get married in a temple. In a temple. Now, from a very young age, about seven or eight, I recall singing various kids' songs about those topics and just knowing, hey, I'm different, and I'm not going to be able to do either of those things. Right. Yes. I wasn't exactly sure on my sexual identity, as I've always been extremely reserved and awkward around people and any form of affection. I come from a very close family and great parents, but not a lot of hugging. 
I was most likely on the spectrum of autism as well, which just adds more confusion. Mm, I can imagine. In junior high and high school, I was much more worried on getting good grades and not saying stupid things that I just didn't date. I went out on occasional school dances, but every girl I asked out was not because of attraction, but just because they were friends and they wanted to go. I also went to a few where girls straight straight up asked me to go. Upon graduation from high school, I decided to ignore the whole service mission thing and I just moved straight into college and finished my BS. BS? Oh, right. I'm like, finished your BS? Like, that's that's (laughs) what we say bullshit here in Australia. Um, In just under two years. Being done with college at age 21. From that point on, I was still not interested in dating at all, either gender. Right. It wasn't until age 26 when I finally decided to start dating. And for some reason, I started to realize that I was generally more attracted to and more comfortable with spending time with men. Since then, I constantly get asked to label myself. And while I usually just say I'm gay, I'd say the more fitting label is I'm Eric, just myself. Great. So, dating. I started the whole fun generation of Tinder and dating apps. Fun, fun. So not fun. I'm sure, Liz, in the world, that some people in some circumstances can have fun on dating apps. I'm sure it can happen. Write in and tell me. I don't believe you. I'm sure it can happen, right? Screenshots or it didn't happen. Things are possible. That's a possibility. I'm sure people have fun. I remember being told one of the first few times meeting people, wow, you aren't as bad in person as I thought you'd be. Oh, that's... Yeah. That's fucking horrendous. That's... uh, (laughs) People are garbage. Okay, looking back at the quality of the photos mixed with a strong sense of self-esteem has helped since then. The first guy who I went on more than one date with went fairly well until one night I was told, I just prefer someone who isn't fat. Ah, uh, yeah, that's, People no, that's, no, that's no good. suck. Don't get me wrong, I'm not the type of man who will ever have a six-pack. It's just mm. not possible genetically. I'm built like the famous nursery rhyme about a certain teapot. I'm short. And stout. (laughs) And at that point, I started working out, which now, seven years later, is a part of who I am, and just kept pushing through. My first boyfriend, it says in quote marks, was an interesting experience. He was finishing his last semester at a very, very religious university, and I was also his first boyfriend as well. Things went fairly well for the first four months, and then he finished school and moved to a large town about half an hour drive away. He started to become more distant and less communicative. Mm. It was one night when scrolling through the internet that I find out why. Someone had a side job as a cam model. Now, I wouldn't have cared about this Mm, if they'd told me. It just would have been really nice to know. I asked about it and he denied it, saying I could never do that. Mm. Interesting Mm. uh, to to try and deny it. I mean, if if you're a cam model, you're bound to be... Like, I wouldn't say found out because it's not something that you need to be ashamed of, I don't think. Sex work is work. Like, any kind of work is work like that. And it's just denying it is where I think the the boundaries crossed. Mm. A month later, he called me crying. He needed my help because he accidentally put his parents' address on the cam company's site for tax paperwork. So he had accidentally outed himself as both gay and an adult entertainer. That's quite And the conf- also was lying to me for a month. That's quite the conundrum and the kerfuffle. I'm sorry that it's a terrible way to be out to out yourself to to conservative conservative parents I uh, I imagine Mormons, yeah, like, gee whiz. Oh. 
So, so yes, sympathy abounds. At that abound. point, I'd be trying to claim mistaken identity or like someone stole my identity if I really wasn't ready to come out. I don't mm. know what I do. I don't know what I do. I've never had to be put in that conversation. And my parents are actually quite disappointed that I'm straight because my lesbian mother thinks that I'm insane. And she's not wrong. Dating men is hard. <laughs> <laughs> so then after this point, he started to become verbally rude and very short. Now, I'm, I want to point out, that this happens a lot when somebody's been incredibly vulnerable to you. So if they call you in a moment of extreme vulnerability and then they're like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that, then they can start pushing you away. I've mm, had that happen yes. in, in actual friendships yeah, as well as I, relationships. I understand that the, um, the feeling behind that, I suppose. I couldn't figure out why. I just assumed that it was me being all needy or clingy. Mm, it's not you, Eric. Yeah, it, it's it's no, not it you. Not after this. That uh, that guy had a dump, had a just a atomic bomb blow up in mm. his face, yeah. So I later found out that he felt like everyone in his life was stopping him from living life. So to solve this, he wanted to do drugs for the first time. Okay. No worries. You're an adult. You do you, Eric says. But what did he do? He went on the dark web and he ordered hard LSD. He then proceeded to lock himself in a room and do LSD from a totally unknown buyer alone. That's not that's not a good idea, boys and girls. As your first, a as, as your, your first, very first drug a, experience, LSD could could uh, could try a little pot first. Like yeah, just a, but little, uh, just a little bit of an edible. Uh, don't lock yourself in. Anybody? You need a buddy. You're good to have a buddy for your first time. Always have a buddy system when mm. you're doing drugs that you're not used to from an unknown buyer. Like sometimes you just want to get fucked up alone. As long as you know the variables in that equation, whatever. But yes. you need a buddy system for this. The biggest issue for me, Eric says personally, was that while dating, he refused to delete Grinder. He used to say that he'd only ever use it to meet friends. Now. 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 Well, now. 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 Here. Here. Order in the court. Uh, is <laughs> is that? A, are we believing that? No. Uh, ever. Okay. No one uses dating apps to meet friends. There are friend meeting apps for that kind of. Okay. Wait. Okay. Zane's got a thing to say. I'm not Eric. No. <laughs> no. And I'm not Eric's boyfriend. No. I am, however, an asexual who was on Grinder for a time. And usually that was a, a self-destructive thing for me. But I would usually use it to meet friends. <laughs> because Fine. Now, are you, the, are you the kind of person that you're the exception that proves the, the rule in, in the way? You- I think I met a lot of people on there that were interested in a connection that wasn't necessarily just an immediate hookup. Right. And that's real, but that I maybe brought that out in people because I would show zero interest in an immediate hookup. I'd be yeah. like, tell me who you are, what you're I doing. Because I know people who accidentally meet friends because they're looking for a romantic relationship and they become friends. But if you're in a romantic relationship, do you go on there to look for friends? If you are in a romantic relationship, Grinder is not the place to be. Be because exactly. that it, it is a hookup app, not Case a closed, Thank you. We were <laughs> so I will leave it there. Like yes. I have made friends there, but yes. yeah, you in can a relationship, make friends on dating apps, but that's yeah. not where you go to make them if you're in a relationship, mm. I believe. Okay, so things came to a head when after dating for seven or eight months, I was at his apartment watching some political debates, after which he went and showered so we could go get dinner. While in the shower, he left his phone with me. Here we go. Danger. Here we go. Which wouldn't stop ringing. And then he got a text that popped up that asked if he was still keen to hook up that night. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I rest my case, Your Honor. Yes. (laughs) Defence. Stop it. Correct. Yes, yes. So at that point, I broke up with him. Well done, Eric. A plus. He admitted that he cheated regularly 
with four different people minimum. This was heartbreaking and, of course, I took it as my fault, like I wasn't good enough. Oh, Eric, you, that's not your fault lamb, at all. Yeah. If someone doesn't find what they're looking for in you, that's not a reflection on you at not all. It at means that all. they want something different. Like, And the fact that they're cheating is a boundary cross yep, for a lot of people. It's a failing and a weakness on their behalf, not yours. Right. So went on more first dates, got to meet some lovely and not so lovely people. Next, I met an amazing person finishing up college. We were dating for two months. He'd recently returned from his two-year church service mission and felt like dating another guy would cause God's wrath. Things went really well until after about a month and a half of dating. I got a text saying that he needed to meet, so we met up, and it turns out that day at school he was on Grindr when a man asked him to come to the bathroom to make out. Trigger warning, if you don't like hearing bad things... Skip ahead about 30 seconds. And then he was raped. Okay. I'm going to put a trigger warning at the head of this episode as well. He was heartbroken and had no clue what to do. So I helped walk him through going to a clinic, talking to the police, etc. And then I gave him lots of space and time. And a week later, we met up and I was told the following. It's your fault that I was assaulted. God placed you in my life to tempt and destroy me. And I will never forgive you. Yes, yes. This all, this wise, all-knowing God who has it all mapped out. He did. He did that. So it's so it's God's fault, isn't it? Yeah, surely, surely God, not Eric. If you're going to blame someone, if we, the, like, if none of us have free will and God mapped it all out for us, right? And he put it. He knows what's going to happen. The mics come down again. Right? Zane has something to say. Um, but what? A, I'm I'm sorry, Anna. Maybe this. We need another trigger. 30 second trigger warning but what about the rapist here like yeah oh yeah why is it well. eric's fault that this has happened if it's not gold's fault and this person who has actually done this horrible horrible yeah. thing yeah yeah i think this is and obviously there's a lot of other shame and mm. whatever going on here i'm very sorry that eric had to go through this but i'll, I'll stop talking yeah about it. maybe maybe he feels like um he wouldn't have been gay if Eric hadn't tempted him. I don't know. But whatever it is, it's bullshit. I just need to say that. Yes. Oh, and Eric, absolutely. I hope that you don't carry absolutely. that with you because that's absolute horseshit. That was the end of that one. Through the years since that, he would occasionally show up at the gym I was working out at, which always caused me to have a panic attack. Recently, he has joined, fully joined and comes in weekly to my gym and I feel like I'm finally in control of my life and my surroundings. Now on to the last big mistake. I dated, for, I dated this person for about four months. Absolutely was the love of my life and I adored him. But he sort of struggled with friends and creating boundaries. This turned into lots of emotional cheating, which is always fun. I'm assuming mm. that's meant to be sarcastic yes. because there's no sarcasm font and there needs to be. Having a friend who was so manipulative that any time we would hang out, she would purposefully have emergencies. Oh, so this person had a friend who was so manipulative that any time that those two would hang out, she would purposefully have emergencies and demand that he come alone to help her. Mm, For her birthday gift, she asked him to spend the day with her, which he did, but also that he wasn't allowed to contact me at all during that 24 hours. He not only was okay with those terms, he thought that I was controlling for pointing out that that might be a little bit odd. Yes, you don't say. It's incredibly Mm. odd. Um, So that was officially the end of the email, but what I wanted was a little bit more closure from Eric. So I messaged Mm. back and said, you know, asked him a couple of questions um, 
about what he learned and what his dating life is like now. Um, and he says, so after all that, I just never heard from that guy again. We dated for months and even lived together and then just one day gone. I have no clue what happened to him either. Since then, I think 2019, I've been dating a lovely guy. I adore him to death. We're able to work through and discuss things. But a lot of that was learning what I liked. And more importantly, what things were simply things that I was not comfortable with in wanting or wanting in a relationship. I also learned how to accept and embrace others' relationship traumas and those willing to do the same for me. And also I learned most importantly that it's okay not to be okay. Yes, absolutely. I, 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 agree. I agree with that last point. There seems to be society see, has structured itself to where you have to, you always have to be brilliant. You always have to be working hard. You always have to be uh, better than just fine, you know? Yeah. But that's not true. You can, you can have moment. You can have a week where you're sad and depressed. You know, though, though you can. There's a myriad of emotions and feelings that we humans go through. It's not just a binary switch. So it is okay to not be okay. I agree with that. I. Mm. There's a lot of things in this in Eric's story that um that we could we could pull apart and and explore. Um, Microphones come down for producer Zane mm. again. What do we what do we what do we want to say? Oh, it's something very nice. I think what Eric's saying there is like I think you failed relationships aren't failures unless you Absolutely don't learn not. from them. Yes. So yeah. yeah, and I think Eric's really spelled out very nicely there, just like what he's taken away from each of these relationships, which were in their own ways traumatic, and that he has found something now mm. taking all of that into account mm. and now knowing how to communicate what he needs and respond to his partner's needs as well. Absolutely. And I think that was quite clear going through each of the stories, as difficult as they may be, that each time Eric was learning something about himself, which I think is really important, as well as other people can just be garbage sometimes. And I think that it's great to recognise that and not go immediately introspective when someone leaves you or ghosts you or whatever, because nine times out of ten, the problem's with them. Mm. Absolutely. Look, I love these little episodes. I've mm. got to say, if you've got more stories um, that you don't particularly want to put your voice to, I will happily read them out for you and we'll treat them exactly as we have, where we still talk about what we've learnt. We, um, this, on this show, uh, our number one, the most imp- uh, I think the most important for us is to, we want to hear, we need, everyone needs to hear these kinds of stories where... Uh, people are affected by religion or 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 any whatever choose whatever you want to mm. put you want to fill in there um we want to we want to reach people that need to hear that these kinds of lessons these kind of stories that, that you're not the only person on the planet going through this issue right now you know uh, and so like if you're sitting at home thinking, well, my story's not this or not that, just think if there's one person sitting at home who heals, hears your story and feels mm. a little bit not alone, that's what we want. We want to mm. tell all stories. We want to tell stories from every walk of life. And look, Eric, thank you so much because it must be so difficult to be not only dating and Mormon but dating and Mormon and gay um, or dating and Mormon and Eric as (laughs) it's not easy being Eric (laughs) Um, so it's really good to hear stories of, of other people figuring out what that means to them and what 
labels they do or don't want to pertain to and how they navigate their own needs in a dating relationship in a community that doesn't really look after your needs very well. Mm. Uh, yes, if you are a if you are LGBTQ etc on and belonging under the umbrella of a church that doesn't agree with your lifestyle but it's just the internal logic doesn't make sense to me so god made you that way so he made you a sinner in your religion he made you I bad don't understand in your religion. how the religion it's so contradicting like you hear people saying jesus said to love everyone yeah everyone except for that guy because mm. he's gay or that guy because those are you know different race to me like i don't understand I like to hear stories like I remember there used to be a really great church in West End that was LGBTQIA plus friendly in Brisbane and it was just like a rainbow church and everyone would go there and you can still have your religious beliefs and not it's still there. I think was it Uniting Church? I think that was it that the pastor was pushed out or not pastor, priest, whatever you call them. Yeah, he's still good. But yeah, that's like I, I like I think the whole idea of religion, isn't it, that God's meant to judge you so just love everyone and let God do the dirty work. You don't even have to worry yourself about everybody else's life. Mm. <laughs> worry about yourself, friends. Mm. But yeah, I just, if you've got any experiences in, um, you know, dating under strict religious uh, rules, laws, I don't know, mm. an umbrella, please contact us. I want to hear about it. Um, we want to hear about it so that if anybody else is struggling at home as well, they we, can yes. start thinking about how to navigate. Uh, Liz and I are uh, two heterosexual uh, people. Well, for, for the main part, I am at least. Um, but we would love. We do want to hear from from trans trans. We want to hear gay stories. We want to from Liz, we want to hear anyone. Any we want to hear all stories. Mm. So don't feel like just because we're called Ghosts of Boyfriends Past that we only want to talk to yes, that's just a, women that's about just boyfriends. A, or that's, that's just a title. It's it was good for SEO. Like <laughs> it scans well, but we want to hear all stories from all people. So if you want to write to us at Ghosts of Boyfriends Past at gmail please write in your story. If we don't reply to you, hit me up on socials at our Ghosts of Boyfriends Past podcast or. Come join our Ghosts of Boyfriends past. Oh, I have to say that so many times. <laughs> Come join our group therapy group. It's got the name of the podcast and then it says group therapy at the end of it. And we've got our nice little logo where you can chat all kinds of things uh, related to dating, marriage, breakups, divorce, everything in between. Yes. Oh, and more sex stories. I want more sex stories too. I want all the stories. <laughs> Give me every story that you have. And please, after you've rated the show, please share, just share it because as you've heard from this story today or collection of stories today, it's important. This stuff matters that the other people will, uh, this will help other people the, hearing these things. So uh, thank you for doing that. I've been Liz Best. I'm Tom Harris. And help us help others. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There are known knowns 
known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The Ancient and Esoteric Order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off-limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.